This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, an industry-leading content provider of slots, live casino, bingo, and virtual sports. Pragmatic Play excels at creating an immersive, engaging, and mobile-focused experience for players with over 200 HTML5 games that are available in all currencies, 31 languages, and all major certified markets. Discover more at pragmaticplay.com. Hello, iGaming Intelligentsia. Before we start today's podcast, here is a message from our sponsors. The iGamingX podcast is made possible with the support from our sponsors at Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. I've been working with Ashley, Lewis and the guys over at Pragmatic Solutions over the last year. And as the early supporter of this podcast, I cannot recommend them enough. The Pragmatic Solutions Player Account Management Platform is an incredibly powerful technology stack for today's gaming business. Their modern modeler platform provides all the core services to power your business and their SaaS licensing model allows you to reduce cost and accelerate your strategic goals. Enterprise technology with decades of operational know-how at scale built in. Upgrade your business to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo. Future trends, deep insights, industry leaders. This is the iGaming Next podcast with your host, Rory Credland. This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, an industry-leading content provider of slots, live casino, bingo, and virtual sports. Pragmatic Play excels at creating an immersive, engaging, and mobile-focused experience for players with over 200 HTML5 games that are available in all currencies, 31 languages, and all major certified markets. Discover more at pragmaticplay.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, I'm next uh, edition of podcast. Um, I'm delighted to say uh, I'm joined today by CEO, founder, CEO and founder of Esports Technology, Aaron Speech. Aaron, welcome to today. Great to be with you, Rory. Thank you. Um, so listen, Friday's announcement, uh, amazing news. Um, I think took everyone quite by surprise. Uh, I think you have to keep it under wraps quite a lot. So, you know, it's an amazing achievement for for, for, for esports, uh, so esports technologies and Aspire uh, Global's B2C side of things. Uh, how did it all come about? I mean, it must have been quite exciting to, to hold your tongue, so to speak, for so long before the announcement came out. So, Yeah, our plan was always to grow through acquisition. So M&A was high on our radar um, right after the IPO, which was in April. And, um, you know, the Aspire acquisition came across our table along with about 15 others. And we jumped all over it. For us, it was a transformative acquisition, but more importantly, it was extremely complementary to what we were doing. Um, you know, we could have gone out and just acquired more esports assets and B2C uh, customers on the esports side. But what we really loved about the Aspire assets is that they don't do esports. We, we felt we could really be a value add because not only are we going to um, you know, be able to offer these set of customers a brand new product, um, you know, we're gonna be able to help uh, Aspire offer esports to more of their customers. So I think it, it was one of the main reasons that they saw us as an attractive uh, partner as well. Yeah, I mean, you got two publicly listed companies there coming together. How, how easy was that to, to, to work together and get and get that all sorted? Obviously, it must have been quite challenging in the sense of not, not laying anything out the bag. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always challenging um, in terms of, you know, making sure you, you keep things under wrap. You have to, uh, you know, keep it pretty tight within a certain set of uh, employees in your group. But honestly, you know, Aspire has been a fantastic partner and, um, you know, we, we could tell them right away that they were somebody we we're going to want to do business with within the future, just by the way that they handle themselves uh, and, and the, by, by the way they handle the transaction. So, um, you know, we did this in an extremely short amount of time. And I think that's a testament to the way both of our companies work together. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, so how long did this take? Was this a very rapid decision or, you know, obviously you had a few um, companies you were interested in, but obviously Aspire uh, took, took, took the lead in that sort of sense. Was it quite a quick transition to you in, that, in that sense? Yeah, I mean, it took us about five months from, you know, starting the discussion to total, um, we're not completed with the transaction yet, but till the announcement. Yeah. And um, obviously the, the online uh, casino and sports book side of things that, that Aspire's B2C element brings, that, that, that must give you so much opportunity and, and, and scope to get into uh, a different market, as you were saying. How big is that market in, 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 your, in your eyes, in, in your sense? Well, that, that market is growing tremendously, um, but we love the iGaming market and, you know, we brought on our CMO, Mark Thorne, specifically to be able to make sure we don't miss a step uh, with those iGaming assets. And we feel very confident that we're going to be able to grow their business at the same rate that, that they have been growing, which is about 40% in revenue, um, quarter, same quarter over quarter, um, and about 25, 22 to 25% in EBITDA growth. Um, quarter to quarter. So um, for, for us, you know, we, we think iGaming has huge potential, but one of the more important things is the iGaming consumer is in the demographic that we look for on the esports side. So 70% of the customers that are coming over are between 18 and 40 years old. And for um, somebody that wants to get more customers on the esports sports betting side, that that is our wheelhouse, right? So um, this was this, this gives us fantastic cross sell potential. So um, you know that's why these assets are so exciting to us, and, and I think Aspire would agree as well. Yeah, your marketing team must be delighted by this acquisition. So to be able to have that the opportunity um, from a sports betting side of view, a point of view as well. I mean, that's those, those sort of. Uh, I suppose sectors, esports and sports betting sectors, they're they're converging quite closely. You know, traditionally, the sports betting side has seen um, sort of tournaments being where their most of the revenue comes from. The esports provides that all year round sort of mitigation of risk and, and and revenue opportunity. That must also be something that that excites you about this this opportunity as well. It does, but what excites me more is the fact that we're going to have the best odds and modeling in the game. And, mm -hmm. and Rory, I think that's where esports is missing um, the boat right now. The, the, the odds are just far too high. If you take the typical traditional sports line, um, the big runs between, you know, three and a half and five percent for something like soccer, or NFL, or NBA. But if you take esports, you know, the bigs are running at best case scenario, six and a half, but most are actually running like eight and a half to nine percent, um, which is just far too too big of a percentage to hold from your customer. It, it makes it so the, the esports betting experience isn't the same as traditional sports. And at the end of the day, um, you know, sports betting is entertainment and we want our customers to be entertained. We want the product to be fair. We want our customers to win um, so that they, they tell their friends. So, um, you know, we've invested um, a ton of money into our odds and modeling team. Uh, you know, we have several PhDs in that um, on that team. And, you know, we are going to drive the best odds and modeling um, across all of the esports, not just the big three. 
And I think that's going to give us a huge leg up on the competition. And now that we've um, struck this deal with Aspire and that we're going to be putting our eSports book product on Aspire, which will be launching through Western Europe and North America over the next mm -hmm. year, um, we're going to start showing off those odds and, um, you know, our competitors are going to have to come chase us. Yeah, no. So, so I mean, sounds sounds um, sounds interesting. And and uh, I was going to say those, those markets that you're looking to penetrate is, is it mainly going to be the North American market uh, you mentioned? And and how do you see that evolving over the next over the next six months to a year? So, I mean, you obviously one of the reasons why you're getting uh, having a spy come on board is is to have that penetration. But do you see it a, a massive long term benefit for you guys with this? Is this like a stepping stone to get to get more and more acquire more and more customers? Yeah, so that's a beautiful thing about this transaction. It's really a partnership going forward with, with Aspire as well. So um, anytime they enter a new region, let's say New Jersey or West Virginia, which I know they're, they're actively working on, um, we're going to be able to join those regions at the same time that they get right. license. So um, immediately, we're going to be able to launch our esports product through Western Europe, like UK, uh, Germany, Denmark, and soon to be Netherlands. But um, you know, as they start filling out more and more countries and, and they get into those regulated markets, we'll be able to enter those markets as well. Mm, great. And, and I suppose long term for for esports technologies and um, what, what's sort of coming down the line. You, I imagine you've got a number of acquisitions. So in terms of sort of um, sorry, um, in terms of uh, personnel growth coming coming down the line. With you recently had Michael Home, like you mentioned, come on board. I imagine there's a few more um, key people coming down the line. Uh, it must be quite exciting times for you guys at the moment. It is absolutely. You know, um, one of the cool things about our company is that we are we operate like a Silicon Valley startup. I think that gives us a huge advantage throughout Europe because you know every single one of our employees gets shares in our company. Um, I just think that's something you don't see at a lot of companies uh, in Europe and especially in the iGaming realm. So that allows us to attract top level talent, and it's really exciting here in esports technology. Yeah, and, and with Aspire and, and esports technology, are you, are you going to be merging those teams? Is that one of the ideas to happen, or are you going to keep them quite separate? So is there going to be quite a lot of um, sort of alignment between the two teams and, and separation between that point? Yeah, so our plan is to bring over all 14 people um, okay. from the B2C division at Aspire. Uh, great. So, um, Aaron, if you could just sort of explain for those uh, uh, sort of investors and, and financiers who are probably watching this, break down the sort of valuation on, on the business and how, how that came about. Yeah, so we purchased the assets for 65 million euros, which is roughly uh, one times revenue, which we feel was a fantastic deal, um, especially when you look at some of the comps that have gone out the last year uh, on the gambling side. And we do have an ongoing partnership with Aspire on the B2B side. Uh, so they're going to be, still be handling uh, a lot of the um, you know back-end operations of the business while we'll handle front-end operations as well as uh, the marketing side of the business. So for us, it's a win-win and for Aspire, it's a win-win because we get to be their biggest client and you know they get to keep generating revenue off the work that we're doing. And I think that's why uh, you know this partnership will, will work out so well is because um, you know they see esports as a huge opportunity um, in the sports betting space. And the, the more we grow and the faster we grow, the better it is for them on the bottom line. Great. And one, one, one final question, because I know you're probably busy answering loads of, loads of uh, press release questions at the moment. So um, what's the future hold, I suppose? What, what do you see esports and, 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 and obviously for, you, for yourselves, esports technologies, what, what do you see the future holds in the next 18 months? Yeah, so I'll leave you with this. So there's 160 million total fans of the NFL. 80 million are considered hardcore. And last year, there was $64 billion in bets 
placed on the NFL. And, and remember, the NFL is not an international sport. It's largely American. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. is not a mature betting market, <laughs> as we all know. You know, it's barely opened up. Now take esports. There's 550 million esports fans. 250 million of those are considered hardcore fans. And 90% of those um, fans reside in countries where you can place a bet on sports. So, you know, I, I really think it's more getting a good product into mm. the esports fans' hands. Once that happens, it's really going to take off like a rocket. Yeah. Sounds like we're just at the start of all this taking off, like you say, like a rocket. And it's just um, so kudos to you guys for, for doing this Absolutely. deal. I think it's I think it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. I, I know the synergy is coming together for those. So, um, so listen, I, I won't keep you any longer. I just want to say thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. And um, look forward to joining us in Valletta when, in a couple of weeks. I know you're based out in Malta now. So um, I, I'll see yeah. you in the Absolutely. I'll be there, Rory. All right. Thank you. Thank Aaron. you. Take care. Bye. Bye.